change the narrative. Yes, sir. Recruited, we're gonna beat your ass every time they see us. Oh, you understand that? Yes, sir. Roll that one. Fuck you. Yeah! Thank you for listening and watching the SBC podcast. With the purpose of the podcast, I always say, is to make money, make me money, right? Because yeah. we want to be candid, and we're just talking to Dylan. All we have are real numbers, like NASDAQ, like uh, the New York Stock Exchange, right? You want to look at the books, you never buy a company or make an investment without looking at the real numbers, the real books, not the books you give the IRS, I want the real numbers. <laughs> there you go. Right? So we keep it real, we keep it candid and honest, because from there, Sports betting is the only form of wagering, and wagering has been around, a legalized form of wagering has been around Western civilization for the last 3,000 years. So this is not new. So the sports betting market is analogous to, you know, business markets, the stock market, the financial markets, right? That's why uh, these big concepts, million dollar concepts are usually won by uh, graduates of finance. So every single business meeting has to have a purpose in and out. So you got the purpose clear. The outcome is we're around $38,000 in profit, right? You get lied to a lot in corporate world. Dylan can avoid this. Revenue yep. is meaningless. What's important is profit is free cash flow. And margins, right? So we're looking at the margins between 62.5% and 70-80%. So last time, if you, there's another maximum business, right? So you got the purpose, you got the tangible outcome, right? And you have short-term gains. However, you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, you teach him how to fish. Get them for life. For a lifetime. So we're teaching business and financial concepts. Hey, we get a lot of downloads from the hood in Detroit, Brooklyn, New York, right? So we're doing our part against fighting financial illiteracy and wealth, right? Inequality. We're doing more than AOC to fight <laughs> <for it. laughs> uh, wealth inequality, right? So to that end. In business, if you're the toughest, smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. I could probably take uh, Dylan now if he said, you know, I, I do bench press a lot. <laughs> but Dylan is a lot smarter than I am. And he was 80% last week. And he even hit a teaser that I'm against. But he yeah. did, right? So not the parlay, though, right? Not the parlay. No, yeah. Parlay. That was two, two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, well, two weeks ago, yeah, 80%. So that's 80%. In that margin between 80% and 52.5%, and if consistent to be a legitimate business as well, has to be uh, sustainable, right? And scalable. So if you're consistently above that 52.5% margin, watching games and enjoying games, will you do the value equation next week? You have a business, right? Right. Yeah. This is what this is, right? So thank you, Dylan, for joining us. Thank you for having me again. I'm excited to give some picks. All right. So uh, tonight I had Charlotte on the Monday night under 56. 
Maybe that game's going uh, under, but they look really good uh, on that money line. Uh, opposite with Virginia, hopefully they come back in the second half. Sweet. And then tonight we got UNLV plus 30 over uh, 58. Man, let's go orange. I'm up 21 points in that one and looks to go under that total. The total is way high. It was like uh, 69 points and it's uh, 14 nothing after. So we're looking for a great night right now, way over that 52.5%. Uh, uh, did you have any uh, thoughts on those games? Yeah, um, I really like the uh, UNLV pick tonight. I right. Definitely, be, that's a good pick. And um, the over is definitely looking great for your game right now. So I'm on the West Coast. It doesn't get uh, a lot of attention on the East Coast. Yeah, no, they don't, these games. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some uh, Pac-10 picks. Now, Pac-10 basketball, because I was talking about Dylan about uh, Big East basketball, I was 80% regular wow. season picking every game in the Pac-12. The Pac-12, because those games, they fly so under the radar right. just, about, just about everywhere else in the country, and that's the same reason why, like, UCLA goes on that run last year. Right. No one really saw that coming. Right. But, like, maybe if you watch their games all year, you would know. <laughs> right. Now, Chad Nolan, who's on the NFL podcast, his brother's a starting quarterback for Oregon State. And we hit 11 straight Oregon State basketball games last year, all the way to the Elite Eight. We still kept – so the fact that we're here on the West Coast creates a uh, market inefficiency. Yeah. And now Dylan on the East Coast can monetize for buddy, for buddy in his pocket, right? Yeah, no interpretation is giving me insight. Because you can go to these big East games, right? And you can right. be on the floor, right? So you give us insight. And uh, because capitalism is about collaboration. Now, as president of the Diversity Council here in Orange County, California, people get diversity wrong. I'm going to do a podcast in three weeks about it. Diversity with an independently wealthy guy out of Ohio. But diverse companies make 40, 35 to 40 percent more free cash flow hmm. than non-diverse companies. So you got me from the West Coast, you got a smart young man from the East Coast, Dylan, that's business diversity. And right. that's why so much that synergy and capitalism is about collaboration, right? Yep. Not AOC running Amazon out of New York. No, collaborate with Amazon. Get people paid, right? 20 right. bucks an hour. Collaborate with Amazon. Don't run them away. That's what capitalism is. So we're doing a lot of good work here, Dylan. <laughs> sure, yep. From a capitalistic point of view. So uh, before I go to my Pac-12 games that I got lined up and I got one SEC game, what are the games uh, you're looking at tomorrow? Yeah, sure. So um, actually, I had my first play on my card last night. I took the Marshall and Appalachian State over 59. And nice. I, uh, I tweeted it, cashed that. A little bit of a sweat in the end when right. uh, Marshall drove down the field. They missed a 25-yard field goal. Thought maybe I would lose it there in a heartbreaking way. But nonetheless, they go back down, kick the field goal to hit the over. Nice. Now, tomorrow, tomorrow at noon. So that, have, makes uh, you, that makes you uh, so, 5-1 last, last time. You're now 6-1 here on the pocket. There you go. Yep. So then – in the noon slate tomorrow, I have I'm focused on three games. 
The first one that I have selected is the Miami, Ohio versus Army under 48 and a half. So the under has hit in the last nine of Miami, Ohio's last 13 games, and the under has hit in six of their last nine road games. Now, we talked about last time, too, how some of these military academies like Army, they run the triple option team. Right. This is a game that just kind of when I saw it, I saw the trends. It kind of made sense to me. And then as I read more into it, I realized that Miami, Ohio has struggled to stop the run. So right there, I was like, Army is just going to be able to pound, 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 all game, control the pace, keep the clock moving, and hopefully keep this under 48 and a half. So, nice. Um, at, I'm going to play that, that too. That, that looks really good. And right. I think Miami, Ohio can score. And yeah. Army, believe it or not, they have a legit – uh, division one, upper division one defense. No, they do. Yeah. My our army's a legit program. hundred percent. Yep. All right. So you got army under 48 and a half, 48 and a half. Correct. You know, if I get on there, uh, cause, uh, you know, I'm a conservative disciplined investor. I'll buy the point. Yep. And put it at 49 because I bet so many games. I bet so many games on the card. Yeah. And making good money. And then it's arbitrage, right? right. And it's not the arbitrage that people talk about with Bitcoin or with sports betting. It's the arbitrage that I had to get the answer right to get my Series 7 license, securities license. And is you pick a sector and you buy at least 10 stocks in that sector and you sell them simultaneously to take advantage of a market inefficiency. Mm -hmm. So the same thing we do in sports betting. So while I'm doing that, I mitigate my risk, right? By yeah. buying a half point to the under, and there's a lot of uh, good value on variables as I'm gonna publish this on Monday. I'll make sure the top 10 rules of betting. So the number two rule of betting, betting is always do your research. And in decision science, the more it's common sense, right? The more information you have, the better opportunity you have to make a good, uh, profitable decision or uh, focus on the outcome. And the outcome here is consistently hit 70 to 80% above 52.5%. Sure. All right. And the one of the big games tomorrow is going to be Wisconsin-Notre Dame. Break that game down for us, Dylan. Yeah, so this game I got in today. The spread was at Wisconsin minus six and a half. I actually bought half a point down to get it at minus six flat. So Jack Cohn, he was the Wisconsin starting quarterback a few, uh, two years ago. He transferred to Notre Dame this year. He's their starting quarterback now. Yeah. So now he's taking on his former team, former coaching staff. I'm going to back the Wisconsin coaching staff here to be familiar with Cohn's strengths and weaknesses and to be able right. to exploit him. Right. Um, Notre Dame and Cohn, they've shown some weaknesses so far this year against inferior opponents, much worse than Wisconsin, like Toledo and Purdue. And um, Wisconsin is also coming off a bye week. They didn't play last week. So they've been preparing for Notre Dame for two weeks now. So I think that the extra time to prepare the knowledge about Notre Dame starting quarterback, I think this is a game that they'll be able to win by a touchdown. All right. So Wisconsin Badgers. Minus six. Minus six. Yep. Now, Wisconsin's an interesting program to me because you have blue chip programs, Alabama, 
Yeah. Iowa State. And then you have developmental programs. Wisconsin is the ultimate developmental program. It's really okay. run by the athletic director, Alvarez, who has that set defense. Mm-hmm. But you have a lot of defensive coordinators from uh, Wisconsin end up being head coach. You know, the guy at Cal uh, Arena, right, who's the head coach at uh, Baylor. Yeah. He made $2 million as a coordinator. Now he's making $3 million as a coach. All use that, that zone defense. It's really the Bill Belichick, uh, Carroll, Nick Satan defense. So they, they really recruit to that defense and then they develop to that defense. Uh, another used to be blue chip, now they're developmental Notre Dame, right? They right. paid their strength to develop uh, conditioning coach $1.2 million to keep them. He kind of turned that program around as uh, Brian Kelly was about to get fired, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you have games, so one in a non-conference and maybe one in a conference that's a recruiting game. So this is in Madison, Wisconsin, right? Uh, this game's actually going to be played at a Soldier Field. Oh, okay. So big yeah. kind of recruiting game. So yep. you're going to see a lot of recruits from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And from uh, Dillon's area in the Northeast, flown to that game. So Wisconsin's been studying Notre Dame all summer long. And again, these are great Hall of Fame coaches. Uh, my ties to Al- Alvarez was Tom Carter, who's second to DeMarie Smith in the NFL PA. I went to high school with him. He's a little across the street, great friend. Uh, he played 10 years in the NFL. Won a national championship with Lou Holtz. Barry Alvarez was the defensive coordinator. <laughs> so, uh, fighting Irish guy. So, the Alvarez, the whole Wisconsin hierarchy targeting this game. Uh, teams work in two-year cycles. The up cycle for Notre Dame was last year that they made the playoffs. Now they're on a down cycle. They barely squeaked by, let's say, Florida State. And Florida State got beat by Jacksonville State. Right. So, yeah. yeah, so that win looked even worse, you know, now. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Purdue's not world beaters, right? Nope. And you saw how Penn State played Auburn. They beat Auburn. So that mm-hmm. Wisconsin loss against Penn State, last minute loss very close. This look, that looks good, man. Wisconsin minus six. I 100% agree. Thanks. Uh, probably the, the overs inflated at 45. Mm, it's going to be more like the Penn State, Penn State game. Penn State game was like 16-10. Yeah, it was a barn burner. Yeah. Yeah, so I see this game being uh, 27-13 Wisconsin, which is 40 points, which like will make that. it under the 45. Cool. That's me. Not Dylan. That's me. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, so cool. then uh, after that, also in the noon slate, I uh, again bought half a point on this game to get down to a flat 14. Nice. Took Northwestern minus 14 over Ohio. Um, I just see this as a game that Northwestern will be able to take advantage early on by establishing the running game. Ohio's pretty weak in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, and Northwestern is five and two against the spread in their last seven home games. Nice. I think I got a few things working in my favor there. And 
I'm confident that Northwestern will be able to take care of business. Right. Now, thank you for reminding me this. So I was going to bet every single game against Ohio this year because mm-hmm. they lose their coach in fall uh, practice. A lot of their best players left that program, Ohio. Yeah. And they're in complete disarray. The coaches that are there all know they're probably going to get fired. So they're all looking for jobs. So you got backups. Now, again, uh, a very strong developmental team is Northwestern. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So their upcycle was last year, which they covered for us. They're under team through and through. Like Wisconsin, they focus on the defense. They have a scheme because they know they're not going to be as talented as most teams. So that plays to the under because I doubt Ohio can score on them. I and agree. they need to gain some confidence because this is a down cycle year. Uh, for example, was two years ago, they went, uh, I think it was two and 10. Then the next year they go 10 and two to the championship game, right? Not, you know, Alabama blue chip for them, their two year cycle is win the national championship losing the playoffs that's a two-year cycle but uh northwestern they take a dip so ohio is even in a worse situation without frank solich which their coach uh without some of their uh best players who hit the transfer portal so that's a great pick right there northwestern and let me see what the under is in that game that was good yeah the under is 47.5. 47.5. So I'm personally going to take uh, Northwestern minus the 14 under 48. Sweet. Do you want me to keep rolling through mine? Yeah, keep rolling. Keep rolling. And then I go through mine. Yeah. All right. Cool. Roll. I like cool. these. All right. <laughs> A lot so of money. Next <laughs> up, this pick, if I honestly had to choose one on my card that I'm uh, the right. most on the fence about it was this game. And it was because when I originally looked at this game, I loved Arkansas getting the points plus five and a half against a and Then as I dove into it, I realized this game was being played at Jerry's World at the Cowboys Stadium, not in Arkansas, where I thought it was originally. But I was, I think I'm going I'm to stick with it as I did my research. Um, so Arkansas has been rushing for over 280 yards a game so far this season, eighth in the country. Now, granted, it hasn't been against Texas A&M level defense, but I still think they'll be able to impose their will on the ground as they have so far this year. This is also going to could be a big coming out game for Arkansas quarterback KJ Jefferson, who's been off to a good start so far this year. So a chance to prove himself against a top 10 ranked opponent in Jerry's world. Huge stage. Um, Texas A&M has shown some weakness this year. They have their backup quarterback in. He's not. He didn't look great against Colorado a few weeks back. They snuck by 10 to seven. I think this is a game that could come down to a field goal. So I think taking the points, I think should be safe there. Arkansas is four and one against the spread in the last five and they're three and oh against the spread this season. Couple trends. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it, I love spontaneity, right? Again, keeping it real. This is a game that uh, I picked the same thing. So uh, if I'm, 70% for the season. Mm-hmm. And Dylan is over 80% on the podcast. On the podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
There's a high probability that Arkansas is going to cover six points. And it's going to be under 48. Uh, Texas A&M hasn't scored. They have their backup quarterback in there. Yeah. Bill Fisher. I'm a big Sam Pittman fan. He's a great coach out there in the trenches, in the offensive line. Uh, Colorado had seven points on Texas A&M. It was driving a couple of times, made some mistakes. Uh, you would think that Arkansas will be able to score. Colorado they, really had a shot to win that game a couple of right. times. But yeah. So. And Colorado hasn't won since, you know, in Colorado's right. Oracle. Right. Yeah. And Arkansas cash for us. Uh, the side in, in the, in the total against Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great. Upcoming program, Sam Pittman is a great recruiter. He's a great offensive line coach. That means the under, and that means covering lines. Now, uh, being at Jerry's World, I don't think it really makes uh, that much difference. All right. You know, uh, proximity is close to each other. Yeah. And there's just going to be as many Arkansas fans there. The Texas A&M fans, and uh, the only thing to look at is uh, Texas A&M is the uh, per graduate. It is the wealthiest college in the United States. Their endowment is it's because of oil money, right? Mm. So you always got to wonder about the rest, right? Because there's so much money involved in the yeah. subtleness and where they're at part of the country, uh, I figure Texas A&M will get the call just for that reason. Uh, but uh, look for Arkansas. I mean, we win really if it's a 10-7 game of the Colorado game. We're yeah. happy. Or if it's 17-14. Definitely. I uh, could see it ending somewhere like that, yeah. Exactly. Yep. exactly. And the style of play Texas A&M plays, right, mm-hmm. lends itself to that. Lends itself to not cover uh, big lines and be towards the under, which that's why we were able to catch that Colorado ticket. All right. Uh, yep. Those are your four. You got any more? Yeah, I've got – I've actually got nine plays tomorrow if you want me to keep running through them. Yeah, no, let's uh, – if, if you want, I can pick up the pace a little bit here and just kind of list them off. Yeah. Um, let me do this. Uh, I'll give you my pack 12. Sweet. All right. And yeah. then we'll end with your picks. All right. Sounds good. I know what you think. All right. So uh, Utah minus 15, under 54. Uh, the coach at, at Washington State, uh, he's a QAnon guy, Taylor Green guy. He's not taking the vaccine. So we're going to find out, I think, Friday, not Friday, but Monday. She's mm-hmm. automatically fired because any state employee in Washington who isn't vaccinated gets fired. And they only played like a quarter against USC. And the rest of the time has been a disaster. The team quit on him. Yep. Utah, I saw in person, lose a close game against San Diego State. And the guy we saw in the first half ends up quitting and going to the transfer portal. Oh, but, geez. Uh, yeah, the backup looked a lot better anyway. So this is going to be an angry, mad uh, Utah team is a defensive team, so very doubtful Washington State's going to score. So yep. we go Utah, minus 15, under 54. 
shootout, right? Two offensive coaches, uh, last games they played against each other in the 80s, Shaw against Kelly, uh, takes Stanford plus four over 59. Love that. Yeah. Another, uh, Oregon's playing uh, Arizona, and Arizona got beat by Northern Arizona. And the coach that used to coach Arizona is Kevin Tomlin. Who knows what happens to this guy because the last two years at Texas A&M and his whole time in Arizona, like the whole team transferred. There's something weird what's going on. Uh, so they lose to Northern Arizona. Now they're playing Oregon. Oregon coached by Cristobal. I got to watch, right? First rule of betting, do not bet your own team. I like Cristobal. He's just like me, Cuban. So I keep root for Cuban coaches. So I have to see my emotions that they're not making me over uh, estimate decisions. However, minus 28, Arizona has nothing. They're probably going to quit too under the 58, right? Because they're not going to score in Oregon, uh, and Oregon's just going to run it, so they're not going to score like a super high number, right? And they got some injuries, so there's a lot of backups going to play. Uh, Colorado, right, plus 15 and under the 36. What I have here. And uh, got excited about your picks. I forgot Colorado plays. Yep. In the pack. Yeah, they play Arizona State. So Arizona State coming off a loss. Herman Edwards, they play like an NFL team. Uh, so this game will be 28 to 14. Under the 46, plus 15. Uh, what's going to keep it close is a style of play. Colorado's been struggling on offense, so they got to figure out where to score. They'll have a trick play, you know, special teams play. Uh, Arizona State is going to run it and play defense. So 24-14. Uh, now, this one I got to watch, right? It's Oregon State at USC. Oregon State, their brother, uh, is the, head, the starting quarterback at Arizona State is Chance Nolan, the brother of Chad Nolan. Who's on our Hearthstone Effect podcast? It's on our NFL podcast. So we're going to be rooting like heck for his brother, but been following Oregon State, been following USC for years. Jonathan Smith, great coach. He used to coach with uh, Erickson, who won the national championship in Miami, won a couple of them. He's a disciple of that guy. He coached in the NFL. Uh, he's doing a great job and right there texting me right there is chance <laughs> it's, it's actually chad right <laughs> so uh i gotta watch for overestimating this game but at plus 11 usc starting quarterback is hurt he's going to be playing hurt the backup is out for the year uh oregon state's defense had a shutout last week uh, so Oregon State's defense has a great opportunity on Saturday at the Coliseum. Definitely. I was going to be at that game, but it's my 18th wedding anniversary. Oh, you can't, can't miss that, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I would pay a big price. Definitely. Right? <laughs> but I went to that game. But it's going to be uh, under 62. 
as USC is going to have to be run Henry because Slovis was supposed to win the Heisman Trophy. Big mm-hmm. joke. He has a hurt shoulder. So it's only so much he can do. He's not going to get out of the pocket and run. Big opportunity. And uh, Jonathan Smith is an offensive coach. And I'm going to shut up because there's a few more things that I know that I can't disclose. But <laughs> <laughs> if this was stocks, I couldn't say anything because it's what? It's illegal to... Yeah. Um, yeah, non-public material information. Right. But sports betting market is not regulated. It's legal in 32 states. Right. And, you know, hey, I have a proxy in Vegas that does the best for me. So what do you think about that Pac-12 slate? Anything jump out of No, I definitely love uh, some of your picks. My favorite one probably was uh, the under that you took in the – you're taking the under in the Oregon game, correct? Right. Right. And so I just – I love the thought process on that, that they're going to – they're going to blow them out. And then once they're up, it's just run, 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 run. Right. So that's something that, like, I'll definitely be thinking about more now when I'm putting in my picks next week, looking for those blowout scenarios where the over is a little bit inflated. Because the right. more I think about that, that over is definitely way over projected right now because Arizona is a weak, weak program. Yeah. Through and through. Yeah. So down to the third string quarterback because the first uh, frontline guys have been so ineffective. Yeah. Yeah, screams the end. They're marketing efficiency. Now I'm excited for your next game. We got a lot of really good games for people. But people want to need one and watch that bankroll blow up. Definitely. Have everything tracked, 100% transparency, like a uh, prospectus you get from a company that's listed in the major indices. All right. All right. So, so yeah, I'll uh, try and summarize these a little bit quicker than before. But so I take your time. We got time. You know, you're the you're the boss here. I know you're tired, but <laughs> we got um. I'm taking Clemson minus ten versus NC State. Now this is what obviously Clemson has shown some uh, early season struggles here, but their defense has been outstanding so far. They've really been top tier in the nation, and the offense is going to put it together at some point. Clemson is still a national championship type program and so the offense will get it together in week four here and i think they'll cover the 10 against nc state um moving on then to uh, auburn versus georgia state auburn obviously last week was probably the game of the week against penn state they suffered a tough loss in the penn state whiteout game um they have a good chance this week to bounce back against a much inferior opponent auburn's four and one against the spread in the last five Three and thirteen in the last sixteen games is a home favorite. Um, I like really like them to bounce back here against Georgia State. I, I still I believe in Auburn's um, ability to score points, especially against a team like Georgia State. Um, and I think they're going to have a lot to prove after uh, suffering that loss on national television last week to Penn State. I like them in this spot. All right, Georgia State actually got them up here. Yeah. Um, because they pulled up a couple upsets for me. They, they beat Tennessee at Tennessee. And fundamental analysis, right? It's fundamental analysis value is value investment dead versus technical analysis. Uh, no one's ever gotten rich using technical analysis. A lot of people have gotten rich using fundamental analysis. So one of the five biggest elements of fundamental analysis is 
studying corporate governance, studying the management team of the company or stock you're going to invest in. So for college football, the head coach, the AD, we talked to Alvarez scheme. Uh, the head coach of Georgia State is Sean Elliott. Right. Sean Elliott is a disciple of Steve Spurrier that I grew up watching with the Florida Gators, right? Had a lot of success there. And then he went to South Carolina and had success as any coach in history at South Carolina. So Sean Elliott was a big part of that, that, uh, that staff at uh, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And he's done a great job here at uh, Georgia State. Now, Georgia State, because he can't recruit like he could, like at uh, South Carolina, they yeah. have to uh, run the ball and have really like an option type thing, like the service academies. So with them, you always look towards uh, the under. Right. And... He returns 11 on offense and eight on defense. So talking to Chad Nolan, who is also a college football player, he's now a pro football player playing for the Las Vegas Knights because of the extra COVID year. You have fifth and sixth year seniors. So we talked about developmental programs versus blue chip. Yep. This is a big time developmental program. Uh, let me look at the first two games. Georgia State, uh, they got blown it out by uh, North Carolina. And by Army as well. And by Army. Yeah. So, coming off a loss, uh, Auburn has an excellent coach. Mike Bobo was an excellent head coach. And the defensive coordinator, uh, Derek Mason, was an also an excellent head coach. Uh, they were just in developmental programs, and if you miss on a guy, uh, your strength coach leaves, you get fired. So I like you like the side. What and what what was the side again? I'm taking Auburn minus twenty seven. You're taking Auburn minus twenty seven. Yep. And I think that's going to be like uh, the Oregon game. Where yeah, they go up big kind of thing and then run right. it. And yeah, like you that's said, that's what Georgia State does is run it. That's right. a regular offense. Right, right. Yeah. So both are going to run uh, time off the clock. So let me look at that under there. I'm bending off all of uh, Dylan's picks. Oh, God. I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's real, right? If you're managing somebody's money, you're a finance guy. That's yeah. the way you feel every day. <laughs> right. Or when I ran a business. I remember when I had my restaurant and uh, I had enough employees where I had to, uh, I was responsible for payroll, right? To make sure yeah. that when they got paid, all the money was there. I couldn't just take all the money and go to Miami and party like yeah. Beckham, right? With models and stuff. I had to keep the money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure everybody got paid. So that's the way I want to approach this podcast because over the last 13 years, I've made profits, paid for vacation, and it's helped in my marriage, right? Mm -hmm. My wife buys expensive purses and dresses, 
and the betting money goes first. He doesn't look at the savings or the regular checking. He's right. like, give me the big pay card or the Bitcoin card. I'm going to buy this because Angie has not bought gasoline. In the last 11 years, gasoline has gone way up. She hasn't bought gasoline without it being betting money. That's so I love cool. it. I love that under 57. Cool. All right. So next thing I got up is um, Buffalo minus 13 and a half against Old Dominion. Uh, I think Buffalo is the much stronger team in this game. They just dropped a heartbreaker to Coastal Carolina, who, as yeah. you know, Coastal Carolina is a pretty legit program now. Oh, yeah. Um, Old Dominion just got dominated by Liberty last week. Their defense is not strong. Buffalo's offense is very strong on the ground attack. They'll control the tempo. Um, and I think they'll cover the spread here. They're four, 14 and four against the spread in the last 18. They're an against the spread machine. And I think they'll continue it here. 100% agree. I remember studying Old Dominion earlier in the season, and they haven't won a lot of games. It's nope. tough for them to recruit. Yeah. They're known as pretty much a basketball school. Definitely. Then to follow that up, I'm taking the under 48 and a half in the Kentucky South Carolina game. Um, we talked before about players returning on the defensive side of the ball, and Kentucky has a bunch of them. They're experienced, and they've played pretty well defensively so far. On South Carolina's side, their defense has been just about the only strong part of their team so far this year. Right. Um, I think this one will be really competitive battle down in Columbia. And, um, yeah, the last six of the six of the last seven matchups between these two teams have fallen under this point total. So this is typically a defensive slugfest, and I expect that to continue this year. Nice. Two uh, defensive minded uh, coaches. Yep. And then to round out uh, my picks, I'm ending the night with uh, Houston minus 20 against Navy. Uh, Houston just played against Grambling State last week. They ran the ball for over 420 yards and 24 first downs. Now, their defense has been stellar so far this year. I think Navy uh, has a weak team this year, and I think Houston will keep rolling and cover this spread. Right. Now, big spreads against yeah. teams that run it like the service academies, it's always a dicey proposition. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because, you know, if they get on a good drive, they, they take up the whole quarter. This is true. So – Navy, uh, it's a very strategic team. What I say by that is that they save what they see best in practice for the service academy games, and they're real serious about conference games. Mm -hmm. Houston, um, they go into the Big 12. Dana Holgerson hasn't really... Um, Showing me much as the coach. So they're, they're two and one. I thought they would play better against Texas Tech. Uh, they destroy Rice and they beat the uh, historically black college. Grambling and now they play Navy. So I'll be cautious with that. So that's right. the only one pick that I'm like cautious about. Yeah. The minus the minus twenty. It's it's eight. it's definitely a big line. It's a big line. Right. All right. Because uh, okay. I could see it be, you know, 38-20. Yeah. You know, and then that. And then uh, two things I'll add about Buffalo lost to Coastal Carolina. You yep. got to look at the billionaires that fund 
these football programs. Uh, Coastal Carolina is funded by the guy who created Ameritrade and became a billionaire. He was a football coach in his earlier life, so he retires to build a program from scratch. Mm -hmm. Houston, right, and also with a big line, part of sports betting is having fun with conspiracy theories. Uh, Frechetta, the owner of the Houston Rockets, billionaire guy owns the Palms and owns sports books, is also uh, a big donor. He donated, you know, $800 million to the Houston football program, earmarked for football. Uh, part of the reason they got in the Big 12, big lines like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> they own a piece of William Hill, right? It's either William Hill or uh, Penn National. So just something to track, right? Definitely. Right? So, man, we gave you, we're, we're, I'm at 70% for the year. He's at 80%. Dylan's at 80%. Man, we'll say that this week. Yeah. Yeah. Hope it's not a strategy, right? right? Very well educated guy. You know logic, you know math, you know football. Yep. Man, this is going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. Final words, Dylan. Um, always bet responsibly, bet within your means. <laughs> right. Bet equal amounts. Equal games. amounts, equal amounts. That's the key. I think when you that's throw around like bigger units on one game, try and make up ground, that's where you lose it. Stay consistent, stay disciplined on yourself. No such things as, as locks. Yep. Oh, I got a stone cold lock. No, the highest level you can get in probability theory is 80%. Right. That's the highest level you can get probability. It's always that. There's no such thing as a bad B. It's that 20% luck track. Yep margins right 52.5 percent in what we we are giving you so there's absolutely no need to pay action sports 300 a month for data just mm -hmm. listen to our podcast no need to pay for picks and it's not a religious or philanthropy or a moral thing the more you give the more you get back in business and in life that's why winston churchill said right after the last pandemic, after World War II, right? You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC podcast. Thank you. And I can't live with these